World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, Friday morning, what day is this here in the Cupboard? 2019. Show number 2019. Tomorrow's Veterans Day. We don't even re- we don't even really celebrate that stuff anymore. It's sad, isn't it? That we've lost all the we've lost all the traditions. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to read something to you about that. I, hey, I woke up today really really encouraged again. Can I tell you why we're encouraged? Because I know Jesus Christ is King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and I know that He is going to in our midst conquer over death, hell, and the grave which he's already done, it's going to become apparent and we're going to see it. And we cannot, we cannot lose our faith, <clears throat> excuse me, because of defeats. We cannot lose our faith because things don't go our way. We can, Jesus himself, no, maybe it's Paul, said, look not at things that can be seen. Anybody know where that is? So if you can see it, he just said, he didn't say don't notice it. He said, quit looking at it. Quit looking at it. Look not at things that can be seen, because the things that can be seen are temporary, which means, by the way, subject to change. But look on things that are eternal. So everything that's playing out in front of us is nothing more than another play. By the way, we're going to have communion with Joe here in a second, not with Joe. Joe's going to lead us in communion. So everything that we're that we're watching going on is a chess match, a chess, chess game that's going on, not only supernaturally worldwide, but individually inside each and every one of you. And I'm going to, uh, I got, I got something I want to, I'm excited to get to this morning. Uh, uh, let me say this real quickly. I just said it before we went live. Our show with Sheila yesterday. I don't know if Sheila's in here today or not. Uh, uh, we didn't get off on a good foot yesterday because uh, a couple different reasons. Sheila hadn't had any sleep. I at the last, I didn't have, I wasn't really prepared to do the show just at the last minute. I kind of invited her, excuse me, invited her in. And it didn't flow like most of our shows do. So I want to apologize to you. That was no, nobody's fault. But we didn't have, I didn't have, that wasn't a very good show yesterday. But we we taped it and redid it on Brideon, Sheila and I did, later on in the afternoon. She got some sleep. And uh, it'll be posted Monday on Brideon. It's, it's, it's really, really good. And I'm going to get into some of that today. So if some of you... Uh, Give me a foul ball, will you? <laughs> so it was, it, was, it, was a, it was a foul ball, not a foul ball. It was a, it was a sacrifice bunt, whatever. Get into these analogies. Uh, I don't, don't want to get ahead of my, don't want to get ahead of my game here. Let me, let me look over here, man. Got to pull this up over here. Bear with me a second. Uh, I always make notes to myself. Um, uh, I talked about Sheila. We're going to do communion. I'll get to that in a second. Cool, Joe Carico. Joe, thanks for getting up on the morning out there on the West Coast. Bible says this. Again, hey, are you all looking at me? Are you looking at me? We have about uh, 20,000 denominations. We have 20,000 denominations because people cannot agree on what the Bible teaches. Somebody say amen. Amen. 
So we're allowed to have a little bit of disagreement in here too. And we leave here friends. We don't take our swords out and slice each other up because somebody disagreed with our doctrine or our theology. Cool? This is a theology-free zone. I try to make it that way. I'm not afraid to ask the questions that others are asking. And I'm not afraid to dig to try to find the answers. I know this. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about me, okay? I, my, I'm, I'll be 71 years old on November 26th. I'll be 71 years old. And I can't tell you the things that I was taught about Christianity that I don't believe anymore. Can anybody out there say amen? Anybody? Amen. Amen. We're, we're all, amen. Okay, we're warned all throughout the scripture that evil men have crept in unawares, and they've changed the truth of God into a lie. And we know this, that the Bible says that if you know the truth, the truth will set make you free. The truth will. Not lies. Not, not, not all this religious stuff that they've talking, spoken about. And again, it says foolish and unlearned questions avoid. Dig that up for me, somebody, because I don't want you to think I'm lying. Paul said foolish and unlearned questions avoid. Foolish and unlearned. In other words, stop majoring on the minors. Stop. Mm. Foolish. You can believe what you want to. You can have discussions with whoever you want to. But for the love of Almighty God, stop dividing over non-essential issues. Can somebody give me an amen? Somebody amen. give me an amen out there. Amen. Believe whatever you want amen. to. Believe whatever you want to. I'm your amen. brother in Christ. If you believe in a rapture and I don't believe in a rapture, I'm your brother in Christ. If I believe in speaking in tongues and you don't believe in speaking in tongues, I am your brother in Christ. Do you understand that? Some people root for the Cleveland Browns. Some root for the Cincinnati Bengals. Sometimes I go to a party where the Browns are playing the Bengals and half of the room is for the Bengals and half of the room is for the Browns. And they're all my friends. With me? This has to be the same thing. Because why? We don't know. Some of these things. Now, you said, well, coach, I can take you right here to 2 Corinthians 23, 8. Well, okay. You can't take a Bible verse out of context. You can't do that. Because you can make the Bible, I'm just telling you, friends, you can make the Bible say anything you want it to say if you take the scripture out of context, which happens to us all the time. Judge not. Hear that? Right? Really? Is that a doctrine of the church? We're not supposed to judge? No, but most people think it is, right? So I'm not afraid to take on the hard things here. And I'm telling you this, for as far as old Coach Dave is, soon to be 71-year-old Coach Dave, I'm working out my own salvation with fear and trembling. Some things I don't know. And I'm going to tell you this. I don't know. And I'm also going to say, what you talking about, Willis? Prove it, dude. Prove it. If you can't prove it, don't bring it here. We can discuss it, but don't expect the rest of us to agree with you, okay? Once saved, always saved? <laughs> well, I, I can show you both ends of that debate for sure. Right? Scriptures taken out of context. Joe, come on in here. Hey, Joe, do you have on your priestly robes, and have you been back in the back room and I, whatever? I, I'm just kidding, Joe. So people say, well, what authority does Joe Carrico have to lead communion? I don't know. I think he loves the Lord. I think he does. I think he's a member of the body of Christ. Pretty sure he is. 
pretty sure he is. And he says, as often as you do this, you do this in remembrance of me. So you're supposed to do it a lot, and you're supposed to do it together. And does some holy, righteous man have to do that? How many of you take family communion often? See, that, that's a tradition we ought to bring back, don't you think? Family tradition. What would it be like if the father actually led the children in communion? Wow. Wow. On to something there. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, thank you, Coach. Um, Spencer, can you please? Thank you, sir. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? That's pretty good there, Joe, isn't it? Huh? They say, quit arguing about all that stuff. Hey, huh? What do you say about that? Well, God be yeah, for us. It's a Amen. real good start to the morning. That is. That's a good start right there. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall not? How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Mm. It is God that justifieth. Mm. Who is he that condemneth? Is it it is Christ that died, ye rather that is risen again? Who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us? Joe, who is he that condemneth? Folks, correction is not condemnation. Correction is not condemnation. Go ahead. Who shall separate us? From the love of Christ. I'm going to stop you, Joe. I'm sorry. It doesn't say what shall separate us. So evidently the separation from the love of Christ comes from a who. Go ahead. Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword. Those are who's. Whose bring those into your life? Whose do? As it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. In them, Joe. In them, Joe. In all these things. Not outside of them. In the middle of them, right? Yes, sir. In the middle of them, we're more than conquerors. Go ahead. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is Christ in which is in. Christ Jesus, our Lord. Man, that's pretty all-inclusive there, isn't it, bud? Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> get any more take that, than take that. that baby, take that baby apart in a court of law, Joe. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Well, I, I'd like to um, have a moment of prayer for us again. And definitely, Father, we come to you again in this amazing day that you have made. And we are so grateful that our lungs are full and our hearts are beating 
and we're able to meet here together and this unique congregation that you have anointed coach to bring together and Lord uh, we come to you asking you to help us through this day and this weekend to always keep it in our heart you and what you would have us do your Holy Spirit and lead us and help us to surrender our days to you our flesh to you our desires to you and let us desire what you would have us desire let us do what you would have us do let us say and thank the things and that you would have us say and thank and and let perhaps a time or two in the day people see you in us lord not us but you and us and so we are so grateful that we worship a god who gave his only begotten son and so lord we know as the body of christ we sit with yours with our lord jesus high far above at the right hand of you now as a part of the body of christ and that is where we pray now from there from that seat far above these problems and toils that we have here and so we ask you to bless this bread and this drink representing the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ and forgive us our sins and transgressions as we consider ourselves and our faults as we take this Holy Communion. And we ask that any that have ailments in their flesh or spirit, that you heal these now, Lord. Let this be the meal that heals. We know that it's happened thousands of times, if not millions of times. Uh, Lord, let it happen here now and be with us this day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine till that day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Coach. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Hallelujah. All right, it's my privilege. Mm, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Wow, huh? Wow. So we had a little bit of controversy. um, I just just want to briefly want to touch on this. Um, Because, again, we we come from a lot of different... We come from a lot of different traditions, a lot of different traditions. And I would say there's not one of us here who really understands the, the working and the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't Jesus said that Jesus said to them, 
that the Holy Spirit's like the wind. You don't know where it comes from? I think is that that's, he was talking to, that's John, uh, John 3. Pull that up for me, Spence, if you could. It is Spence, isn't it? Yeah, it's Spencer. John 3. Hang on, the Holy, Holy Spirit download here. Hang on. Uh, Nicodemus came and said, uh, I, don't, I don't get this, man. I don't get this. Uh, I don't get this. There's a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, the ruler of the Jews. Mm. I was going to say something. He came to Jesus by night, snuck in there on him, called him rabbi, so he, Nicodemus honored him. He says, we know you're a teacher that's come from God for man. Stuff you're doing, dude, ain't nobody. We ain't never seen nothing like that. And Jesus said to him, it's all right, Nick. Except you be born again, you ain't going to understand it. You can't see the kingdom of God, Nick. And Nick, being a fleshly man without the Holy Spirit, says, huh? What are you talking about, Willis? How can a man be born when he's old? And he would crawl back in my mom? You on drugs? What are you talking about? Jesus said, dude, <laughs> except a man be born of water and the spirit, he cannot in, enter the kingdom of God. Remember we talk about the kingdom of God, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, listen to me, is in you. You are not in it. It is not some place you're going. It's a set of rules, regulations, beliefs that envelop you. Because why? Christ is in you. His kingdom is in you. So he said, you got to be born again. He said, you keep talking about flesh, dude. Stop that. That which is flesh is flesh. Don't be surprised I say you got to be born again. Keep going. Stay here. It says the wind blows wherever it wants to. You hear it. Lay down your bed at night. You hear the wind. Woo, windy night, honey. Wow. Hope that thing doesn't blow off our boat. Whatever you would say, right? You hear it. But you don't know where it came from. Where does the wind go? When it blows past your house, where does it go? Does it go to the next community? So if it, the wind's blowing here in Buckeye Lake, does it end up blowing in St. Clairsville? So nobody knows where it comes and where it goes. That's the way it is with the Spirit. Nicodemus said, dude, what you talking about? Jesus said unto him, man, dude, you've been in church your whole life. In fact, you're teaching church. You mean to tell me that you are teaching church and you don't even know this? You're one of the top dogs and you don't understand it? Verily, verily, I say unto you, we speak what we know. And we testify what we have seen yet. You don't want to believe it. Because it didn't happen to you. So I told you earthly things, and you believe me not. How the heck am I tell you about the things in the spirit? <laughs> you won't believe that, huh? You think a man should be able to marry a man, and you want me to teach you about the Holy Spirit? Wow, it's good, isn't it? Right. So it's a spirit of truth. We don't know where it comes from. We don't know where it blows. We don't even know where it's going, but it dwells inside of us. And unfortunately, most of us live such shallow spiritual lives that for the most part, I'm talking about me now, 
I never spent any time in the Bible. In fact, the last 2,119 shows has so made me grow spiritually. Can I tell you why? Because I get up every morning about 5.30, I get myself a cup of coffee, and I sit down, and I dig into the Word and what it is the Lord would want me to do. And at, during that hour, that hour devoted exactly to spiritual things has revolutionized my life. I don't know who plays for the Browns. I don't know who plays for the Bengals. I don't know who plays for the Reds. I don't know who plays for the Yankees. I don't know any of that stuff anymore because, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn anymore. Boom. Why? Because something happened to me. It changed me. It's cost me friends. It's made me friends. But we see Jesus Christ standing, the embodiment of the Holy Spirit, standing in front of the religious leader, the pastor of his day, and the pastor couldn't even recognize the truth. You are surrounded, and I am surrounded, by people who may be born again, but have no idea what it means. And what to do with that. No idea. And for 2019 mornings, that's what I've tried to that's what I've tried to do here. Dig for the truth. You don't have to agree with me. You can be mad at me. Right? But see, I, I get to I the more the deeper I dig, the more I understand not God, but his character. I, I never I'll never be able to fathom or understand God, the Holy Spirit, but I understand his character. Because I understand his character and the need for righteousness and truth and justice, because I understand so deeply that aspect of him, I can't get away from it. It's what frustrates me every day. These things ought not be from spirit-filled Christian people with me i see i see it clay i'll get you here in a second so i want to i didn't think it could be till it happened to me i cannot explain my born again experience to another person i can't explain it i can tell them but you see jesus standing before nicodemus he can't explain it he tries to explain it to him Nicodemus can't get it. And Jesus said, that's all right, buddy. You ain't going to get it because you don't have the Holy Spirit. And friends, I want you to know, I'm, I'm just, in your walk through the church, you are going to find many, many people with a spark of the born-again experience inside them, and they've never breathed on the embers to, to blow it into a flame. So somebody say amen. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Exactly. I'm not saying they're not saved. They're not, but they're not on fire for the Lord. And so we're, we are, we are, happened to me. Most of America, Christian America, red state America, Clump, Ohio, voting to kill babies, Ohio. Well, it's because many of them never moved beyond that prayer they said. When they received Jesus, they never moved beyond that. 
they never took that and made it applicable to everywhere they go and everything they do. They don't see the desire and the need for Christ to be evident in every action in their life. Why? Because I'm dead, he lives. I'm dead, he lives. The life I live now, that old guy's dead. That old guy watched the Browns and the Bengals, that guy's dead. There's a new guy in there. You're tracking me? And most, most people aren't there, friends. Most people aren't there. They're what I would call cultural Christians. Now, wait. They're not any less saved than me. Oh, man, this is so good. But their salvation is so ineffective in their lives. And they're walking through their lives, going to church, playing the game, probably love the Lord, don't really know him, probably have never really accessed the Holy Spirit. That's where, that's kind of where we are. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up one more thing, and then I'm gonna, gonna I, I want to hit this hard because yesterday when we brought uh, when Sheila was in here, I don't know, I don't even know she'd be in here this morning. Some, maybe she, sometimes she gets up and listens. It doesn't matter. It's not criticism of Sheila. Uh, yesterday I tried to go through uh, uh, what what I want to say, Demoni, demonism 101. Right, I was trying, trying to walk, walk through demonism 101, and uh, she had confessed to me she, had, you know, she is early in the morning. She hadn't been asleep, and so we did a show that's going to be on Bridie on on Monday. That's really she does a much much better job in that. But I, I, I come, we we don't understand. We don't get it. We don't get it. everything I know. I learned from somebody else. I remember when I got saved. My wife and I got saved at World Harvest Church. We just started going to World Harvest Church. And it was live and charismatic and all that stuff going on. And everything Pastor Rod said, we took as, by golly, that's it. And I'm sitting here today, and I'm going to tell you, I think Pastor Rod misses it in some places. Can I say that? Is that okay for me to say that? Because why? He has his own vision, view of what Christianity is. And just like as we see in here every day, he doesn't veer off of what he knows or what he's comfortable with, right? So I went to a World Harvest Church. Michelle and I got saved, radically saved. By the way, I'm still working out my salvation with fear and trembling every day. Every day. Every day is new to me. This walk. Things I ought to be doing that I'm not doing. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Want the power of the Holy Spirit inside me. I have the power of the Holy Spirit inside me, and I sit on it when so many people need it. So uh, I want to, I've been thinking about this idea because Tim Tuba brought this up this idea of binding and loosing and casting out and blah, blah, blah. And I got a kind of a personal revelation. You can do with this what you want, all right? I did some research yesterday. Binding and loosing. Satan, we bind you. Can I bind him? What, what, is that, what does that mean? We bind you, evil spirit. Here's the revelation I got yesterday. I don't know if it's true or not. I'm just, I'm just laying it on the table. 
I think the Bible said whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth, you loose in heaven. I think binding and loosing is nothing more than permitting or denying. Whatever you bind on earth, you say, that ain't coming here, dude. That ain't coming in my house. That spirit is not coming in. That spirit of fear, I'm binding that thing, and it ain't coming in here. I'm locking that thing up. It ain't welcome here. Now it's up to you to walk it out. It's up to you to walk it out. You bound it. You have no authority over me, that spirit of fear, and I'm not going to operate that anymore. And the Holy Spirit gives you the power to not let fear have victory over you. You tracking with me? Hallelujah. And to loose it means Amen. to loose it means there's no restriction. Whatever you loose on earth, heaven is loosed in our honor. You're gonna permit Amen. that crap to come into your house. <laughs> Ain't nothing I can do about it. I told you to bind it and stop it, and you want to loose it. Well, here it comes. Are you, are you tracking with me? Because ultimately, at the end of the day, binding and loosing and all that stuff, all it does is gives you the power to say yes or no. That's all it does. No, no spirit can make you do anything. You let it tell you to do it. And when you bind that spirit, you're binding it in you saying, not here, devil. That's that's the way I read it. For me to be able to bind the spirit over Thornville, I, I really don't even know what that means. Now, I believe there are principalities and powers. Don't get me wrong. We know Psalm 2. We know that that's going on, right? But how do you just bind the spirit over Thornville? Here's how you bind the spirit over Thornville. In my in my opinion, they are having, let's say, they're having child trafficking going on. I don't know if they are. Child trafficking going on. Oh, how about this? They're having uh, a drag queen. I'm looking over at Thornville. They have drag queen story hour going on at the local library. And I can I say, we bind that spirit. We bind that spirit of deviance, deviancy in Jesus' name. And then go home and eat hot dogs and hamburgers have a party. You ain't done nothing, boys and girls. You ain't done nothing. So when you bind that spirit in Thornhill, you're going to show up to the local library and you're going to say no to that spirit. You understand? You bind it by saying no to it and then you have to enable, empower through the Holy Spirit, your body, to not do it. And I think like so many things going on, we have charismaniac it. People run around binding this and loosing this and blabbing and blah. They don't even know what the heck they're doing. I don't know if that's right. To me, that makes sense. And I was thinking about it because I remember, you know, Tim Tuber was talking about it. What do you mean binding? How do you do? And my whole my whole Christian upbringing for the last thirty years has been binding and loosing and binding. What the hell are you? Pardon me. Hell, literally. The hell are you talking about? I bind that spirit of fear. Okay, well, it's still here. <laughs> right? That spirit's still here. You may have bound it and tied it up, but boy, it knocks on my door every day. So once you bind that spirit, you gotta you gotta get victory over it. 
You got to get, that's what working out your own salvation with fear internally is. We bind that spirit of murder over America. Well, good luck. If you bound that spirit of murder over America, then church, stop the slaughter of unborn children. You have the power to do it. You bound up that spirit. You said, no. Anybody tracking with me? Now, look, I don't know if this is biblical. I don't know if I'm missing it, but it sure makes a heck of a lot more sense to me to think I can sit in my house and bind a spirit over Hebron, Ohio. I can do that. What? No, I can go. I can bind it and then go take authority over it. I can do that. Dale says, Matthew 18. Pull that up, Jonathan. Or uh, Spencer, Matthew 18, 15 through 18. Coach, I, I want to challenge you before you read this. You remember okay. when you talked when you talked about the the wolves, the the who is the thief? You remember because it was about reading the whole context. Right. When you read Matthew chapter 18, starting in verse 15, the binding and loosening, see, we are taking that text out of context. Just read, starting with verse 15, and watch and see if it's not dealing with an un, uh, a, a, a sinful brother in the Lord. Just read that. Moreover, if you're, this is Matthew 18, for those who are listening and can't see. This is Matthew 18, 15 through 18. It says, moreover, if your brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault. That's a binding him, I think. Go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. And if he shall hear you, you've gained your brother. But if he doesn't hear you, then take two or three more that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. Bind him, bind it, bind it. And if he shall neglect to hear it, tell everybody. This guy's what this guy's going out on his wife. But if he neglects to hear from the church, let him be then as a heathen man and a publican. For verily, verily I say unto you, whatsoever you stop on earth shall be stopped in heaven. Do you see that, coach? Whatsoever you release and permit on the earth. It's going to be permitting it. That, is that it, Dale? That's brother. Do you see that, brother? This is this is not dealing with that crazy charismatic. This is That's dealing true. with a brother in the church. Yeah. Am I binding him or am I loosening him and setting him out in yeah. comparison to 1 Corinthians 5? I'm just telling you, brother, we yeah. have taken that scripture out of context. Amen, amen. Uh, okay, I'm going to get off of this because although I think it's really, really important. Now, look, I'm going to te- I'm going to tell you this. Are you looking at me? I've received the baptism in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I have. And the fact that you haven't doesn't mean what happened to me isn't real or biblical. Sorry. Amen. Amen. See, I didn't think it could be till it happened to me. Now, I don't know if you picked up on this, I ain't a crazy charismaniac. I ain't, I ain't one of those guys. But I know this. Something happened to me, and I've been endued from power on high. I'm sorry if it hasn't happened to you. And I'm sorry if your Pastor Billy Bones in your Baptist church tells you that that's not real. Dude, it happened to me. And 
It's happened to many. But what we do then is we don't understand and we misuse the gifts of the Holy Spirit. This isn't trickery. This isn't voodoo. This is just plain old, stop it. I'm not going to do I Bind that spirit of grief. Now that spirit of grief ain't going to quit being there. But you're stopping it. You're going to get beyond it. Tracking with me? Again, I don't know. This is what I think. Come on in, Clay. Sorry, it took 37 minutes to get there. No, that's all right. If it's all right, uh, when when you were talking about uh, Jesus telling Nicodemus that uh, he needed to be born again of the Spirit, can I show you where, if you don't mind, I'll show you where the Holy Spirit led me sure. to understand what he was saying. Do. It's the first four verses of the Bible, Genesis 1 through 4. Can you pull that up there for him, uh, uh, Spence? Hey, it happened to me. I, I don't, I'm sorry it hadn't happened to you. I'm sorry. It happened to me. Changed this my life. Brand new guy. This won't take long. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God said, the light was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. One day I was reading that interaction back and forth and, and it took me here and this, and I saw this and it says, basically Jesus was telling Nicodemus in the beginning. Well, he said, you're, you're created Nicodemus. You're created. I created you, but you've got, you're without form and you're void and you've got <laughs> darkness upon the face of you, dude. And it's, and what you need is for the spirit of God move upon you. Wow. And once the spirit of God moves upon you, there's going to be a light in you. Wow. And then you will be separated from the darkness, dude. Wow. Clay, that is good, man. Huh? That is good. Amen, Clay. God created the heaven and the earth. We're made out of clay, right? Sorry, clay. We're made out of clay. Huh? Wow, folks. That's called revelation right there. Huh? Once, once, once you get a revelation from God, ain't nobody going to steal that out of your heart. By the way, you don't have to agree with clay. But he got that revelation. What makes him right and you wrong? Oh, well, I can show you a Bible verse where that, that couldn't happen. All right. All right. I got you. Craig Mickle, come on in there. And by the way, when Craig comes in, Craig, I got you specifically on my list today, saving God's children. Pull, Craig is doing some wonderful stuff. I got to give him more time and attempted to talk about. Pull that website up for me a little bit as Craig talks. You are the watchman on the wall, savinggodschildren.com. And that's with the key chains and all that kind of stuff. Craig, I need to give you a, a lot of time to talk about that. I know that's not why you're, you're doing this now. Go ahead. It doesn't say bind the devil and he'll flee. It says resist the devil, but you got to bind him the first, right? And right. then, then you got to follow up and you have to resist the devil. Okay. So when Chad was a police officer, all right, he probably took people in arrest and he's like, okay, put your hands behind your back. And the guy complied, right? Right. Then he said, okay, you're under arrest. And the guy smacked him in his head and he was in a lockdown. And what did he do? He got on that radio. He said, 1021 or whatever. They're I need somebody here. And guess <laughs> what? He had some backup. Wow. 
So coach, here's the thing. Why we are losing in our local communities is because we don't get other believers, whether we're pre-rapture or other raptures, to say, this is bad. Will you agree? Will you help me resist against this in my own neighborhood? That's why saving God's children and those keys are good because it gets people in a locality thinking about something and hopefully working on other things. I mean, saving God's children isn't about just human trafficking. It's about all the other things you're talking about. Amen. Their minds so, are being, their so minds Craig, are being. So Craig, when, when we bind the spirit of child trafficking, we ought to go stop it then, right? That's right. Then you need to get involved. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to put a platform to do it, to do that. But anyways, we'll talk about that later. So I want to go back to something, coach. All right. Where were we? And I was talking to Dale about this in the after show. Tomorrow, where were we three years ago? Uh, we were at uh, the Guidestones. Right. And how many people were there? Roughly 40. Okay. So when we were resisting the Georgia Guidestones, wow. right, walking in God's will, Dale putting the cross up. I mean, there have been a lot of people that prayed against the Georgia Guidestones, but I bet you what? I'll put a thousand bucks that nobody's ever put a cross above the top of it. I will bet a thousand dollars right here if you can show and me a, and a copy of the Ten Commandments below. And a copy right? of Ten Commandments, and you got a thousand dollars if you can show me a picture. Okay, but then what did we do after that, Coach? That was a remember it was election year. Remember at twelve, I said, "Hey, I, my wife texted me and said, you know, hey, they're going to recount Georgia or whatever." Yep, yep. <laughs> that happened right there. But then what happened? We went to Washington, D.C. And for some reason, God put on the boundary stones on your heart that there's these Masonic boundary stones. And what did we go do there? We resisted the devil. Amen. Right? We and so, it. We said no, and we stood up. Right. And you had a bunch of people that came, stayed in that hotel, right? And we went and we did that. And then... As we were leaving, we said, well, we got one more to do. I said, well, I'm going to go do it. And then Steve Deck's like, well, I'll go with you. And so we went and did the most southern point. And then we went up to uh, Alexandria, where the, the grand Masonic Lodge of all things are. Steve Deck goes in there and anoints the foot of George Washington on, I believe, is December 12th. And if you go back and you study in history, George Washington rode his horse on December 12th, got the flu, and died on December 14th. Hmm. So Steve Deck is resisting the spiritual parts of the Masonic thing going over our nation on the very day that George Washington got uh, the, the flu or what, and died. That's called resisting the devil. That's what really works, and it has to be with your fellow brothers and sisters. Amen. I'm Craig, that's all. This, is, this show is awesome, by the way. A Pastor Clint Harper just texted me. His daughter, listen to this, because this is so true. His daughter said uh, from Coach's broadcast, we think binding and loosing is used like some kind of spell. See, Christians cast a spell. The devil's casting one. We cast one, right? And that goes to show how much of Christianity has been saturated by paganism. Oh, my goodness, huh? Wow, wow, wow. Good catch there, Beth. Good catch. Wow. Randy. Coach, I could sit under Dale and listen all day. I could sit under Craig and I could sit under Clay and listen all day. I don't have to say anything and just absorb truth. Coach, we have to see the value 
and and the truth and what the 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 illumination just like clay got on genesis we have to see the value in that coach and and then sometimes what we have to say is like hey i don't need to say anything i need to listen so sometimes we have something to say sometimes we just be, should be quiet and listen but coach what dale i wanted to build on what dale did he he you, you context is one of the key elements in hermeneutics you can't take it out of context to get yeah. true interpretation. Well, the yeah. next one is you let scripture interpret scripture. So the scripture Dale used, Matthew 18, 20, you go right before that, which could have been a month before before he Jesus spoke that one. He he's right there in Caesarea Philippi, getting ready to go up on the Mount of Transfiguration, Mount Hermon. And he says to them, he says to Peter, Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell won't prevail against it. And then the very next verse, he says, and you and and I will give you who that church that is standing against the gates of hell. I will Amen. give you the keys of the kingdom and you will bind and you will loose. Coach, I'm, I'm getting excited here. I'm, so what I'm saying, coach, is let's build on what Dale just said. And he is 100 percent right dealing with the brother that's trying to break up the church. You go in there and you say uh you can you can repent or and and stop dividing us and if you don't want to then two or three of us are going to agree on what's what's wrong here yeah. and then you're going to be out of the way see has never dealt with this yep they what the guy or the lady has run to the next church we divided them there they run to the next church and they run to the next church and and we we have to get the church in unity coach so you are preaching how to stay in unity coach even when we disagree that's amen. that is so big amen 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 because why the devil creeps in to, to so discord he's a he's a liar and the father of them and we like to oh, amen amen john loveland Hey, Coach, uh, I'm going to yield. Uh, i got to pull over because I want to read something. So could you go on to Myra or Jeff, and I'll pull over? Thank you. I will. Jeff Klein. Go ahead, Jeff. Coach, I was sharing with you the other day that Pastor Bill has been out there three months in that garage. I chatted with him yesterday. I said, can you give me just a little load? I don't want the Lord's laid on your heart for Tuesday night because he was coming with a reason. And as you're saying all this this morning, he told me yesterday, you just talked about the guide stones and all the different things you went and did. He said, I'm coming in and we we'll give a lesson on binding and loosening. Huh. And I said, what? And so what's this all about? So you got to give me a nutshell. But he said, basically, it's like the Holy Spirit deputizing the Christians mm. to go into their communities and push back that darkness and stand. I mean, can you imagine what he's going to turn loose in there? Some of these people. So, so, are so Jeff, here's the picture, right? We've been given the spiritual authority. It's been bound. Now yeah. go do what you would do to somebody that's bound. Yeah. He said, right? you put the handcuffs on him. Go do something about it. He said, couldn't you imagine that your deputy sheriff comes in your church? And he said, listen, it's getting bad people. We got women being raped, kid being trafficking, things going, looting. It's just horrible. I need to deputize some of you Christians that are filled with the Holy spirit. He said, how many of you would step up? Wow. <laughs> it's like, see, Amen. he's going to be on fire Tuesday night at six in the garage. Amen. Blessings. Thanks, Jeff. Now let's try John Loveland again. I'm still looking for a place to pull over. Give me a second. Okay. Clint, go ahead, Clint. You know, when when y'all went to the 
Guidestones and everywhere y'all have been, it has not been about binding and loosening. It has been about faith. God laid it on your heart to go. Out of faith, y'all went and look at all the results that came just out of faith. Didn't he say with a, um, a grain of mustard seed that we could move mountains? But it takes faith. And that's what it's all about. It's not about, you know, like my pet, like my daughter Beth said, um, you know, that's, that's sort of paganistic. That's witchcraft. Mm. It, but we move in faith. That's and, right. and that's, that's why you've had the victories you've had is by faith you've moved those mountains. Amen. Amen. I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more, man. Huh? Oh my goodness. You can pray all you want to for touchdowns. Somebody's got to block somebody. <laughs> Sorry, John. Try now, John. All right, Coach. I just pulled over. I just want to read something. You know, uh, Craig said it, and, and Randy said it. You know, we we let Scripture uh, define uh, our 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 issues, right? right? So, you know, Craig said we resist. There's many ways to resist the devil. I don't want to address like, you know, we 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 deal with principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and spiritual wickedness in high places. You know, I'm not talking about territorial issues, but individually, in 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 an individual person, and the stuff that they deal with. That you know. Uh, what what I found in, in my experience in lining up with Scripture, in Ephesians 6, uh, 10, it says we stand against the wiles of the devil. Uh, James says we resist the devil. This word stand against, let me let me read what this definition of this means. It's to, to uh, hang on a second, to cause, to make, to stand, to place, to set. To bid and to stand by in the presence of others in the midst before judges, before members and Sanhedrins. Mm. To place, to make firm, to fix and to establish and to cause a person or a thing to keep his or its place. To stand, to keep intact, to especially in the safety of. Uh, to establish a thing and to cause it to stand, to uphold and sustain the authority to force of in the force of anything. So, what, what I I don't use the terminology bind and loose. Uh, what I, I I use the terminology of stand against, mm-hmm. and 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 when I'm standing against some entity that that I'm wrestling with or I'm I'm trying to help someone else wrestle through and and, and l- l- let me back up a little bit you know coach you you and I've talked about this if you're focused I think what's happened is we've we've leaned so we, we were so far on one end where there's a demon behind everything and everything is demonic and and now uh, we, you know we try to swing the pendulum the other way where you know we just uh, you know we put on the shield of faith and, and we're done and everything's good I think there are two extremes I think the reality is somewhere in the middle where the balance is and and I think a lot of times we're shadow boxing the enemy and we're ineffective in what we're doing but but it, you know, to 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 say that you're not going to wrestle, I mean, that word wrestle against uh, principalities, that's an action word. To think you're not going to and you're just going to live your life and everything's going to be fine, that that's just, uh, you know, uh, that's not a reality. So, so w- when I use terminology like I render unaffected and I stand against, 
I see these things leave. I see this stuff go. And most of the time, my focus is on what, what Luke, uh, in Luke 4 and Isaiah 61, it says that, and, and, and I think it's Psalm 119, it says, it says that he, he has come to heal the broken heart and set the captive free. When you focus on the individual and you allow Jesus to heal the brokenness within the individual, you're removing the yoke right the anointing has come to to destroy burdens and and remove the yoke right it, it, from the enemy and then the person is set free you don't have to stand a lot against the powers of darkness because they leave it's like removing the dumpster and then the rats leave because they can't stay there there's no there's nothing lo locking them into that place amen yeah well said i'm, I'm telling you we we have voodooed charismania that's what i think i think we I think it's so clear what we're supposed to be doing. I say no to that, and I'm going to stop it. I'm buying that, and I'm going to stop it. That's what I. That's what I think. Huh? So first of all, you got to bind the strong man first. You got to bind him. No, you got to stand against him, and then go in and plunder. That, and we, we don't. We don't get it. We don't get. It. Man, this is good stuff. Jack McCarthy. Then I'm going to leave you with an. Uh, I'm going to leave you with an. I'm going to have to leave right after the show. Got to. Hey, go down hey, Dave. Dale this weekend. What a time that's going to be. Go, Jack. Hey, Dave. My wife wants to chime in here. Okay. Good morning, Coach. Morning. I want to say that a friend of mine, a long time ago, there was a, a brothel built in a community that was next to children. Anyway, we got together and two of us would drive by consistently and curse it and speak to it and it didn't happen overnight just like when jesus cursed the fig tree it didn't dry up and wither overnight it took a few months but that thing burned to the ground so i think it's knowing your authority being consistent and persistent and don't give up just keep speaking, speaking to the mountain and it will it will flee amen you speak to that mountain you better have a shovel you better, it's like football, right? You, you get your man blocked, and then the ball carrier runs through, right? Binding him is blocking him. Now let's carry the ball into the end zone. Betty, quickly. Yes, uh, I just want to say you really have to do it in the authority of the name of Jesus Christ if you're going to do something like that. Because in Matthew 12, 43 through 45, when an impure spirit comes out of a spirit, it goes through, <clears throat> excuse me, arid places seeking rest and does not find it then it says i will return to the house i left when it arrives it finds the house unoccupied swept clean and put in order <clears throat> i'm trying to do this quickly there it goes and takes with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself and they go in and live there and the final condition of that person is worse than the first that is how it will be with this wicked generation. So you have to really watch what you do. And if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to cause harm to yourself and others. So you have to really know what you're doing. Know what safe you're doing. travels. I pray for safe travels. for you. Thank you. And we don't know what we're doing, do we? We don't know what we're doing. Okay, so I want to lighthearted, okay? I want I want to end on a, on a, on a good note. Uh, pray for us. We are going down to be with Dale Social. Michelle and I are jumping on a plane. I'm, I'm kind of nuts. I hate, I hate it. I said, I never get on a plane again. And I said, I'm never going to go sit in an airport. So we looked and looked and looked to find a, a direct flight. So I didn't have to spend all day sitting in airports because I don't trust them. 
And so we found a direct flight, couldn't get into New Orleans on a direct flight. We had to take a direct flight into Houston, which is four, four and a half hours away. <laughs> so we're flying into Houston, nonstop into Houston, and then driving to New Orleans. And uh, I'll, I'll be doing Monday's show from Dale, Dale is going to be guest hosting with me Monday morning. He doesn't know that. But we're going to be doing it live from down there in Cajun country. And then uh, we'll be back home. So we're going to, go, going to be going this weekend. We covet your prayers. I know you guys pray for us all the time. We, we feel it. And uh, uh, God bless us. I want, to, I, want to end on a, I want to end on a good note here, okay? Pull up for me 1962 workout. Pull that up real quickly. And make it, please make it, folks, if you can't see it, pin it. You got to see this, okay? You want to know why? You want to know why American schools are screwed up? You want to know why? You guys remember back in, uh, some of you are old enough to remember this. John F. Kennedy started the president's uh, physical fitness. I can't remember what that was called. Anybody remember that? Uh, John F. Kennedy said, oh. Yeah, the physical fitness award. Yeah, we're, we're, we're soft. We're getting soft. John F. Kennedy said, we're going we're gonna to get our people back in shape. And they started giving out the John F. Kennedy Physical Fitness Award. I got that in like the seventh grade or something. I can't remember what it was. And, and so it was a big push, big push. And I want you to watch this two-minute video and ask yourself, would this fly in America today? Oh, my, how the mighty have fallen. Go ahead. A California high school has the well-nigh perfect answer to the president's call for physical fitness. Stan Laprati, physical education director at La Sierra High School, has developed a program that assures every student of physical excellence. Exercise on the grip swing puts muscles on the least athletic. Extension push-ups are among the toughest of the drills. As an incentive to excel, the color of the shorts the boys wear is determined by their ratings on performance charts. Some requirements for top ratings are stricter than for Annapolis plebes. A lad who has mastered the pegboard will find a military obstacle course a snap. 200 schools across the country have adopted La Sierra's program of 15-minute daily competitive exercise. On a hot day, they wet down the wrestling mats for sliding. The boys at La Sierra are learning that it's not only good sense to get toughened up, it's fun. Boy, how the mighty have fallen, huh? How the mighty have fallen. So look, hey, good stuff going on. What a time to be alive. It's time we bound that spirit and then went and took back the treasure that we deserve once we've bound it. It's time we loosed some courage and went and did it, right? That's what we're about here. We're doers of the word, not hearers only. Pray for us. Yeah, Roger, pass a bag of Doritos. I got you, man. Hey, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Monday from New Orleans, Louisiana. God bless you. Yes.